Greetings everybody. This is Suzanne Pillins and today we are speaking on the power of the cross. Third section. We are going to share today what Jesus did dying on the cross. What it resulted for us. And the first is the breaking of the power of sin and death. Because Jesus' death on the cross became so necessary following the fall. Because God made it clear that anyone who sinned even once would be cut off from him forever. Once they physically died that no one could ever redeem themselves by any method whatsoever. So the only cure would be a death of a sinless person who in dying took on himself the punishment that would otherwise have to be paid by the sinner. And that's us. God said the soul who sins shall die. That's Ezekiel eighteen twenty. But God did something about it. God sent his only son. For God so loved the world, it says in John 3.16, that he sent his only son, that those who believe in him shall not die, but shall have everlasting life. For Christ came into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. So God sent his only son Jesus to take our sin upon himself, our sickness upon himself, our failures upon himself, and allowed man to crucify him to the cross. And Jesus died on the cross, and he went down to the devil, and he cancelled that agreement that Adam and Eve made with the devil for those who will believe and receive him as Lord and Saviour. And then he rose from the dead on the third day in total and complete victory over sin over sickness, over death and he ascended into heaven where he sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven where he still wants to save us heal us and deliver us from sin, sickness and death so that is the first thing that Jesus did for us on the cross but he did more than that. The second thing that Jesus did for us is give us the power to live in Christ's victory while still alive on this earth. Let's go a bit deeper into this. John 14, 12 and 13, it says, Most assuredly, that means very importantly, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he, will he do, because I go to my Father. And whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. On the cross, Jesus reversed what man had brought upon himself 
in the Garden of Eden. Jesus himself has made it possible for us to receive the glorious victory from him and the power of the Holy Spirit to live it. The next question is, how do we receive this glorious victory? How do we receive this victory that Jesus has made available to us through the Holy Spirit? After we have accepted Jesus into our heart as Lord and Saviour, the baptism and the giftings of the Holy Spirit are available to us. And then a wonderful change takes place. It says in 1 John 4, 4, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The Holy Spirit within us is greater than the one who is in the world. The Holy Spirit connects us with our Father in heaven, in the heavenly realm. It also goes on to say in John 3.34, For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give his Spirit without measure. In other words, God gives us his Spirit without limit. When we spend time with God in the heavenly realm, he fills us and fills us and fills us with his Holy Spirit and then he sends us forth to flow with rivers of living water. What a glorious service. Limitless power to heal the sick. Gifts of the Holy Spirit given without measure. He's never run dry as long as we spend time in prayer, receiving his glorious love, joy, peace, instruction, giftings, and all we need to witness his power on earth, that man may be saved from the destruction of sin and death and live instead in righteousness in the Lord. We are also given power over sin. We are told in 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, no temptation has seized you except that which is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can stand up under it. We therefore have no excuse, for we have all been given power over sin. Third, he gives us authority and power over the enemy. Luke 10, 19 tells us, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing shall harm you. I need this verse in Africa very much. It gives me boldness when I have to come against the witch doctors and all kinds of evil spirits. In Cameroon, we had to visit a seaside village. This village was so overcome with witchcraft spirits and marine spirits that three of their men were in jail for their crimes. Well, we went there and we bound down the spirits for three days. And then we gave uh, Pastor Emmanuel our megaphone and he went down and he called all the people to church and we gave the gospel message and prayed for the sick. 
And there was this one lady who um, kept putting curses on the Christians. And the Christians said, what do we do? I said, well, go back to this lady, give her the message, tell her you forgive her, and give her the message. And she did this. And somebody else prophesied that she would be given this message. And if she repented, her soul would be saved. But if she went on carrying, putting on curses on the Christians, she would be dead within three days. And I was horrified that um, this man would give such a prophecy in the church. Well, the next day, the church was even more full and more people came and many were healed and saved and delivered that night. It was the next day that Emmanuel comes running, running. He says, I need to tell you something. That lady went to that lady and she forgave that lady and gave her the Christian message. But instead of repenting, that lady went straight back to the witch doctor to put the curses back on the Christians. But they were unable to do the curses because the curses, the witchcraft was bound down. So this lady went to a neighboring village and she got the curses back on the Christians as as she turned round to bring the curses back on the Christians, she dropped dead that minute. Well, as a result, the entire village came to Christ and said, we have heard the gospel message. Those who repent and believe in Christ will be saved, but those who continue in their sin shall die. So the entire community accepted Jesus as Lord and Saviour. I did not know the power of prayer to bind down the satanic spirits was that powerful until I saw it with my own eyes. Jesus has victory over the demonic, over the curses and over every ungodly thing. It says in Romans 8.37, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors, in him who loved us. And Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can walk in the power of his strength and we also have authority to conquer sin, sickness and all the power of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Ephesians 6.13-17 says, Therefore take up the whole armour of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girded with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking on the shield of faith with which you are able to quench out all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. And 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says, Be so vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. And it also says in James 1.13, Let no one say he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does himself tempt anyone. So we need wisdom to discern Satan's 
deceiving methods. Because it says in 2 Corinthians 11, 14, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. So we need to test all by the word of God. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestations of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And that's 2 Corinthians 4, 2. And I want to read Revelations twelve ten that encourages us. And I heard in a loud voice heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God and the authority of Christ has come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down. He accuses them night and day before our God. So how should we then live? It says in Matthew 5.13, But you are the salt of the earth. It says you are the light of the world. And it says that when we receive Jesus as Lord, we are reborn to eternal life. So if you have not yet received Jesus as Lord, I'd like you to say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I want to follow you in truth and righteousness every day of my life. Please come into my life as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And if you are sick, I'd like you to lay your hand on your sickness or your pain and say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, lay your hand upon my hand and I will be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And if you've said this prayer after me, know that one, if you've accepted Jesus, you are born to eternal life. So buy yourself a Bible. Pray every day. Go to a church or Christian fellowship and tell someone what you've done and receive your full healing in Jesus' name for Jesus loves you so much. This is Suzanne Pillins, www.suzannepillins, sorry, Suzanne, suzannesministries.co.uk That's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-S ministries.co.uk God bless you. And remember, Jesus loves you so much.